Hello, and welcome to a Christian Faith Radio Hour shortcast. This is David Canfield, and I'm recording this on Thursday, April 20th, 2023. And I'm calling this a shortcast because in this format of the program, I want to try to keep it to about 10 minutes or so, less than that maybe, uh, just to highlight uh, certain points that I think are especially crucial that maybe I've covered in the fuller edition of the program or in notes that I've sent out recently from the website, thechristianfaith.org. Recently, I did a four-part series on the teaching of amillennialism, uh, which is, seems to be gaining in popularity among Bible-believing Christians. You know, the Revelation, according to Revelation 20 and the premillennial view of the end times, Christ is going to establish his kingdom on the earth when he returns for 1,000 years, and at the end of that time, that's when this present heaven and earth will be swept away and will enter into the new heaven and new earth. But the amillennial teaching says that, no, no, actually, we're already in the millennium. Uh, what's there in Revelation 20, that's all symbolic. So all the blessings that you see in uh, the Bible that talk about uh, the millennial blessings, uh, especially in the Old Testament, you know, the wonderful peace on earth and the, the glory of the Lord filling the earth as uh, the water covers the sea, that's all happening right now. You know, even as I say that, I, I guess the, the question I want to ask is, how's that working out for everybody? Do you really see those blessings? I, I don't think so. Uh, but, but what the amillennialists would say was, no, they're, they're, they're true in a spiritual sense. These promises are being fulfilled in a spiritual sense. One point in particular about this, it really shows the whole system is just completely false, and that's mainly what I want to cover in this podcast. So let me just read. I'm just going to read the first three verses of Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having a key to the abyss and the great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who was the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and he cast him into the abyss and shut him up and set a seal on him, so that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years were finished. But after these things he must be released for a little while. So the amillennial view is that these events, they're all, they're all spiritual. They're not literal things. A thousand years here is not literal. The abyss is not literal. The, the key, the chain, none of these things are literal. They're symbolic. They have a symbolic meaning, and we shouldn't take them in a literal way. But why? What basis do they have for that assumption? Uh, there's no reason, actually, to assume that these things are not uh, real things. Now, they do have a symbolic meaning, uh, perhaps. Uh, and you see that throughout Revelation. So many of the things that are there in Revelation are real things that have a symbolic meaning. And one of the best examples of this are the seven trumpets. You know, you have the seven bowls, or the seven seals, the seven trumpets, or the seven bowls. Well, we, for sure, we know the trumpets are real things. When uh, God came down to Mount Sinai uh, in Exodus chapter 19, uh, verse 16, uh, there was a loud trumpet blast. It says, Then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of the trumpet was very loud, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And that for sure, that's not a symbolic trumpet. That's a real trumpet. There in Exodus chapter 19, when God was coming down to give the law to the children of Israel. In the New Testament, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's the last trumpet in that series of seven trumpets in the book of Revelation. It's the same as a trumpet in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. 
the Paul writes, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So again, that's not a symbolic trumpet. That's a real trumpet that's going to sound. Now, it exists in the spiritual realm, not in the physical realm, but that does not mean that it does not actually exist, that it's only a symbol. And if the trumpets are real, then for sure, the bowl, the seals are also real and the bowls are also real. And so much of what we see in the book of Revelation is also real. Uh, and, and in fact, the writer of Hebrews makes it very clear in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 8, uh, verses 4 and 5, also in chapter 9. He, he says that the tabernacle that Moses built for the children of Israel was a picture of the real tabernacle that exists in the heavens. So what Moses built was just a shadow of the real tabernacle, which exists in the heavens. So all these uh, things, even though they exist in the spiritual sense, they are real things. And I have a note on this that I sent out a little while ago, the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls. I'll link to that in the program description. So there's simply no basis for assuming that's what's spoken of, that these things are, are, that are spoken of in uh, Revelation chapter 20 are symbolic. But there's one point in particular that I want to... Uh, focus on because it really shows the entire amillennial system is false. And that has to do with this matter of the abyss. Because if the abyss is a real thing and Satan gets cast into the abyss, then the entire amillennial system is shown to be completely false. Now, Augustine, in his interpretation, he just said this about the abyss. He said, uh, it signifies the multitude of the impious, in whose hearts is a great depth of malignity against the church of God. And I, when I read that, I just thought, are you kidding me? Uh, didn't, didn't you just make the Bible say anything you wanted to say? I could tell you that the, the, the abyss, signi that, well, that signifies the, uh, the dumpster in the uh, alley behind my building, which is full of garbage and all these dark things, and it, it probably sometimes, and, you know, this is Chicago, there's probably some rats in there sometimes. You know, I could say that's the abyss. If It's about as much... Uh, a credibility is that statement, because you're not using the Bible to interpret the Bible. Well, let's take a look at what the Bible tells us about the abyss and whether or not it's a real place. And for that, we have to come to the story of the casting out of the legion of demons in the Gospels. So look at how this story is recorded, first of all, in the Gospel of Matthew. And of course, Jesus, he just crossed the sea with his disciples. He goes to the, the region of the Gerasenes. Uh, the Gadarenes, some manuscripts say. Uh, and there he meets this man with a legion of demons. And in Matthew 8, 29, the demons uh, cry out to Jesus. They say, what have we done with, to you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Okay, so here the demons know there is a time coming when they are going to be tormented. Now let's compare that with what we read about this story in Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, Verse 28, they say, uh, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. Okay, so they know they're going to be tormented, actual tormented, not symbolic torment. They are going to be tormented. Well, how are they going to be tormented? That's in verse 31. Listen to what this says. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Do you see what that's saying here? When you put these two accounts together, that's telling us that the demons know for sure there is a time coming in the future 
when they are going to be cast into the abyss. That can only be in Revelation chapter 20. That's the only other place where that kind of incident is referred to, where Satan is bound and cast into the abyss. And for sure, uh, all his fallen angels and demons will go with him. And that fully proves that the events spoken of in Revelation 20 are not symbolic. They are actual events that are going to happen. That's the only conclusion we can come to when we allow the scripture to interpret the scripture for us. And I felt this was such a key point. I'm not sure if others have brought out this point. And I should add here that I have a note that I sent out on this matter of the abyss called Why the Demons Are Not Amillennial. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, the way I end that note is just by saying that uh, the demons may teach amillennialism, but it's not something they themselves believe. And it's really so. And again, I'll link to that in the program notes below. And of course, I hope others who uh, may have heard some of this teaching, who have been influenced by it, will also consider that and be protected uh, from being deceived by that evil system uh, just by considering these points that are in the scripture. And I'll, I'll list the verse references in the program notes so you can look them up for yourselves. Again, I just think it's a very, very crucial point that uh, my fellow believers in Christ need to be aware of. Uh, so I hope this has been a blessing to you, and as the Lord allows, we hope to be back with you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Christian Faith Radio Hour. For more resources, you can visit thechristianfaith.org, which is my website. If you'd like to receive my e-letter, just click on the subscribe link there and enter your email address. And to connect with us by email, just send us a note at notes at thechristianfaith.org. Until next time, may the Lord keep you in his way for his sake and his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.